Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 224 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on June 29th, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. Happy almost 4th of July. Right, we're getting there. Happy almost Canada Day. There you go. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kev. Uh, yeah, so it is, uh, we're, we're heading into 4th of July week, um, or 4th of July weekend, which is, at Disney is going to be crazy, because it's also going to be the return of fireworks. Yes. So... I'm actually going to be there on July 1st for fireworks. I, I have friends there on July 1st also. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I decided, uh, so I got a, a park pass for Epcot. Uh, but I think I'm going to hop over to Magic Kingdom, like somewhere in like the three, four o'clock range. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, ap- happily ever after is more of the main event for me. I'm going to Epcot because it is Canada Day. So I'm going to actually work from the Canada Pavilion that day. All right. Makes sense, like, right? You should probably pay taxes to Canada as a honorary Canadian employee. I, w- I would like to not do that. Uh, all right. So you ready to hop into the news? Because we got a ton of news this week. Let's do it. Before that, uh, we do have some housekeeping news. So last week, we talked about this new nighttime spectacular enchantment that's coming to Magic Kingdom. It's going to have right. the projections on the castle and down Main Street. Now, I was under the impression from what I read that this was a replacement for Once Upon a Time. But now everyone's saying, no, no, this is going to replace Happily Ever After for 18 months. Okay. So I guess I was wrong on that. Though, I don't know, Disney hasn't officially confirmed it yet. But someone in our uh, Facebook discussion group, I believe, I believe it was our group, said, um, it might have been the Disney Dads group, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, But somebody said that a cast member they spoke to said... um, like, oh, well, it, you know, it, it, like basically confirmed that Happily Ever After would be gone, but that when it comes back, there's a chance that there might be some enhancements that now include Main Street. Hmm. So I'm sure Enchantment, whatever it is, is going to be wonderful because it's probably going to be like paying homage to 50 years of the parks, right? You would think so. Right. That's the theme. Yeah. Um. So maybe it'll be like Epcot forever, but for Magic Kingdom. What do you think? That'd be cool. All right. Ready to jump into the news brought to you by Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave uh, by sending an email to DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. He is our preferred and only recommended travel provider. All right. Cast member worldwide news. Cast members can now go maskless at Walt Disney World. I'm so uh, excited to hear this. I know. And we're back to talking about masks in our news. But uh, I'm okay if it's this kind of talk. Yeah. So Disney has updated its mask policy 
for Walt Disney World cast members allowing those who are fully vaccinated to discontinue the use of face coverings, whether indoors or outdoors. Following the similar guest policy introduced earlier in the month, cast members are still required to wear masks when using Disney transportation. So bus drivers, I guess, are still masking up. In addition to the new mask policy, cast members are also allowed to handle guests' personal items again, including cameras and maps. Those cast members working at point-of-sale registers can now opt out of using secondary protection, which includes the plexiglass barriers, which I, you know, the masks never really bothered me. The plexiglass barriers, I was always like, oh. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, you can make the mask work with the cast member costume, but, like, the, the plexiglass was always, it looked like they were welding. Yeah, I I get it. I mean, I get why they had to wear them. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see them go is what I'm saying. I'm glad that there's no more need for them. Disney will also once again be relying on the honor system to determine who is fully vaccinated, and they will require cast members to sign on to the policy to remove their masks. So I guess if you're a cast member and you want to go maskless, you have to actually, like, sign something. I wonder, do you have to show them your no. vaccination card? No, no, it's illegal in Florida, actually. I know in Jersey, I don't believe it's legal. I think jobs can ask to see it. Not sure. Uh, probably. But in Florida, I know that's illegal. So I'm but I'm assuming you still have to sign something being like, you know, I'm not going to sue the company or say that there, there was unsafe working conditions because I'm voluntarily removing my mask. Right. Office-based employees are returning to physical work uh, for the Disney company in a memo from Disney CEO Bullet Bob Chappick. I added the bullet. Uh, he has announced that Walt Dis- the Walt Disney Company's U.S.-based employees will begin returning to their usual work locations. For the last year and a half, many in the Walt Disney Company uh, have worked in the offices, including those working for the parks, uh, have been working remotely as the pandemic conditions dictated. Bob Chappick himself has frequently taken part in earnings calls and interviews from his home office, which is probably gloriously awesome. I hope so. The initial groups of employees will be returning to their office locations shortly after July 4th, with the remainder returning by the end of October 2021. Going forward, the return to work locations will begin at three days a week in the office with flexibility for the other two days. That's something that I think you're going to start seeing a lot more like in terms of just work in general is I think a lot of businesses have kind of discovered in the last year and a half that like, hey, you know, like remote work didn't really like hinder our operations at all. And it's actually more cost effective. I, I agree with that. I, I got to tell you though, my pet peeve right now is, and I, there's, I hear so much, but even for my friends, people who now don't want to go back to the office. I mean, I don't think of that as a pet peeve because I'm like, well, if you were able to do your job, like as well as you did before from home, why would I get you? Want, it. Why would you but want to go? You back agreed to, the to a job at a at an office, and if they want you to go back, oh, absolutely. If they want you to go back, that's fine. But I'm 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 not saying refuse to go back. I'm saying like if you're like, hey, I think we could do this like all the time. You know, I would agree with that because I mean, look, I work for a fully remote company, so I already work for home from home. Right. My coworkers are literally all over the world. I have one boss in in the UK, another one in um, Hawaii, another one in California. So my coworkers are in Canada, New York, and Pennsylvania, and the UK. So it, it's it's like I get I enjoy the remote work atmosphere. So speaking of masks, Disney has slashed mask prices all around Walt Disney World. If you wanted to stock up on some face masks. Um, 
The company is moving to offload its stock of masks featuring character designs. A four-pack of masks featuring Mickey Mouse that previously sold at $19.99 is now just $6. I mean, whoa, what a bargain, but why do you need it? Two packs of masks that Shop Disney previously sold for eleven ninety nine are now just three dollars. Well, what if you get down there with no mask and you want to take the monorail? Yeah, I guess three bucks I mean, for you went on you went months. on a vacation that cost you thousands and thousands of dollars and you forgot to wear a mask. I guess it's possible. Honestly, I am thinking about masking up during like flu season and stuff like that, just because I didn't get sick at all in the last year and that was pretty pretty rad. Um, You're going to walk around New York Comic Con in a in a mask? Oh, a hundred percent. Really? Uh, uh, New York Comic Con? Are you kidding me? You know, you know how sick I get at New York Comic Con every year. Yeah. All right. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind that I would wear a mask. All right. Resort news: An opening date has been announced for Disney's Polynesian Village Resort after all the refurbishments. It will reopen to guests on July 19th, 2021, following a major refurbishment of the Great Ceremonial House and the guest rooms. Although the Polynesian will reopen July 19th, the new monorail station will not yet be complete. Neither will the new main entrance. The front desk will reopen in the Great Ceremonial House, and Ohana will reopen on July the 9th. The new Port Cochere will be ready and will receive guests arriving via Disney's Magical Express and Valet. The new guest rooms will also be ready on July 19th, giving guests a first opportunity to experience the new theming, which is Moana theming. A standard view room for opening day is currently sitting at $595 per night plus tax, and a Magic Kingdom view is $839 per night plus tax. It's an expensive hotel room. Just a little bit. A little bit. Uh, The Contemporary Resort is seeing a closure of its lobby for a couple months. Beginning July 16th, most of the first floor lobby at Disney's Contemporary Resort will close to guests as the resort's refurbishment continues. During the work on the first floor lobby, the front desk will be unavailable to guests with check-in relocating to a temporary front desk on the second floor or outside the lobby entrance. The Wave Restaurant will also close on July 16th as it is redeveloped into a new dining experience. I wonder if it's just not going to be the Wave anymore. You know, yeah, I'm all bummed about that because I've gone to the Wave and I swear to you on this next trip, I wanted to take the kids to the Wave because I just wanted a normal breakfast experience where I can get an omelet. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take them to the wave. It'll be great. And the wave has, I believe it's sweet potato pancakes that are like really delicious. And like, of course I tell them, I'm like, we're going to go to this place. It's kind of just normal, the wave. And now they're like, okay, we're closing it down to make it less normal. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. I like the breakfast there. Me too. It's all I've ever had. Yeah. The the breakfast buffet is good. I've, um, I want to say I've had lunch or dinner there. I'm not, I don't remember which one. But definitely had something there. When complete, the new lobby will feature a new free-flowing layout with improved seating and an enhanced check-in experience. In addition to layout changes, the lobby will also include a collection of modern art pieces and historical behind-the-scenes photographs of Disney's contemporary resort in development under construction. The, re- the reimagined lobby is planned to reopen to guests in late September 2021. These, uh, these Incredibles rooms look pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Disney's D23 is having a Destination D23 event in Walt Disney World this year. The D23, the official Disney fan club, has announced that it will host Destination D23 November 19th to 21st at Disney's Contemporary Resort in Walt Disney World. It'll be fully reopened by then. The event was due to take place in November of 2020 at Walt Disney World, but was postponed due to the pandemic. Tickets go on sale for D23 Gold members in July. 
The biggest Disney fan event of the year is coming is coming November 19th to 21st, 2021. This is the official Disney release. Join D23, the official Disney fan club, as we celebrate 50 years of Walt Disney World Resort and more. Be the first to hear exciting announcements and see sneak peeks from the many worlds of Disney and relive your favorite memories with behind-the-scenes stories, special guests, and so much more at this fan-favorite event. This isn't the D23 Expo. I don't think so. It's called the D23... Um, dest- it's called Destination D23. Right. But You're a D23 member, right? I am. Okay. Do you get anything for it, or? Um, at this point, I have abandoned my like super awesome membership where you get like the magazine and stuff. Okay. I don't know. And it's weird in in the internet age. Like, I find I need less magazines. Well, yeah, I think everyone's kind of figured that out. That's why print media is dying. Um, ironically, not comics. <laughs> yeah. No water park news. No Disney Springs news. Thank goodness. No, not comics. Seriously, uh, we free comic book day coming up soon too, huh? August. August. It wasn't it usually way year. earlier. It's the first Saturday in May every year, but this year, which you know seems to have worked out well, because I'm not sure people were really ready to be in a mass of humanity in the first week of May. Right. So that's a big it's day for you for comic book day. Yeah, really is. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, when in August is it? Oh, that's a great question. So it's not the first Saturday in August. I don't oh, remember. I would have been date. there for that. I would have been up there. It for isn't. That. I remember thinking like, oh, they're just gonna make it the first Saturday in August, but it's not. It's like uh, in the middle of the month. Hmm. Oh righty. Um, oh, Magic Kingdom news: the previously sold out uh, nights for the after hours Boo Bash events are no longer sold out. According to the official Walt Disney World website, tickets are once again available for all nights with the exception of August 10th and October 31st. According to the same ticket page yesterday, 13 dates were sold out. Uh, To add to this new availability, Disney has increased capacity at the event, although the event will still remain capacity limited with anticipated short waits for rides. If you already have tickets, but you'd like to move to one of the newly available dates, you can call 407-939-4240 to make an adjustment. Tickets for the three-hour Halloween event went on general sale on June 15th and can be purchased online or by calling 407-939-4240. Tickets now start at 129 to 139 plus tax for August and September and 159 to 169 plus tax for October nights and 199 plus tax for Halloween, which is sold out. Annual pass holders and DVC members can take advantage of a $10 discount for event nights in August and September. You know what I'm going to say here. Uh, same thing I thought. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe they actually bought it. Let's increase capacity. Hey, yeah, come to this thing. Spend all this money. Spend twice what you'd normally spend to go to Not So Scary for none of the none of the experiences. But don't worry, because lines will be nice and short. Wait, what do you mean lots of people bought this? Oh, okay, let's increase capacity, make even more money, and now make them wait on lines. If I had bought one of those tickets already, I'd be disappointed. I'd be more than disappointed. I'd be livid. I think this is horrible. I think the entire concept of this event is horrible. Yeah, it's all right, though. Whatever. You know what I mean? Let people Disney how they want Disney. But here's the thing. Like, because Disney's going to keep taking things away and charging you more because they all everyone keeps buying it. Like, if Disney tried to do this and everybody was like, no, absolutely not. That's a ludicrous price. And right. we want we want not we want not so scary back. Disney would be like, oh, OK, I guess we can't do this again. But now there's somebody sitting in a corporate office being like, oh, my God, we can literally sell these people punches in the face. Yeah, no, listen, it's like the pirate and princess party. Remember that? Yeah. 
that didn't go away because people loved it so much it was selling out all the time yeah it went away because people didn't really care too much about it right so man i, I know what you're saying you know okay so speaking of things that make me scratch my head and i'm sorry if this is being kind of a negative episode but the tomorrowland walkway is now fully dulled down the main walkway into tomorrowland and magic kingdom has taken a very different look as work continues to update the land nearly all of the cog-shaped patterns on the ground have been removed and replaced with a simpler long gray strip of dark concrete along the center bordered by a lighter shade on either side the work is continuing all the way onto the bridge, linking the hub, which should see all of the cogs removed in the coming weeks. The refresh of Tomorrowland is a very slow-moving process, which saw work begin back in 2016. Along with the new concrete work, new color schemes have been introduced on most of the buildings. And that new Tomorrowland sign, of course. Um, yeah, why would you like take all the whimsy out of Tomorrowland? I don't know. I really don't understand this, like, let's turn Tomorrowland into Target. I don't it, get it either. It's just, it's like this this thing with Disney lately where they just want this streamlined look. This, like, streamlined, very normative, very, like, processed look. Like, like you know, and you know the, the one that I keep going back to, World of Disney. Mouskier. Right. You know, like, getting rid of these, like, amazingly themed things and just kind of making the middle of the road very department store. You know... So part of me, whenever I hear something like this, wants to look at it like, is there a practical reason why they want to do this? Yeah, you know I mean, is there some kind of almost, you know, safety issue as far as like, you know, you know, the ground breaking down like differently or something? But I mean, I can't imagine. And I mean, it costs money. It's not like you're repaving things for free. You know, what right. I mean, they're going through the effort of having this done. I mean, it just seems bonkers. I mean, be I will like, also say, let's make this less boring. Let's make this more boring. Those gears were in, like, they weren't looking great. They were, they definitely needed a refresh. Right. So maybe they were like, it's cheaper to just paint yeah, everything no, sure. the same color than it is to, to do these intricate designs. You know, who knows? I don't, not me. I'm not in on those meetings. Um, but, uh, that's the news this week. Okay. So we are going to take a quick commercial break here from our sponsors, and we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. 
That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that's like that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey. And renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture unfortunately not a lot of monsters share that passion so i came here to experience all of these things that i love and to share that passion with all of you i do this through my youtube channel with regular video blogs one of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! Hey listeners, this is Mark Daniel, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse.
Folks, Walt Disney World is a wonderful place, but it can also be a very loud place. Sometimes the hustle and bustle of the most magical place on Earth can converge together, creating a nightmare of noise to people who are sensitive to such things. When this happens, it's good to know where those quieter, off-the-beaten-path locations are. Somewhere where you can get some peace, collect your thoughts, and then dive back into the magic. That's why this week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week... Pete and I are talking about the best quiet spots in Walt Disney World theme parks. Now, I feel like you're not going to have a lot to add to this. I'm not a very quiet guy when I'm in Disney. No. I don't mean that I'm loud, but I am a push, push, push kind of guy. Like, let's get right. in the action. Right. You're not so. walking around. You're not walking around being like, I love this place so much. You know, it's funny. Like, we always talk about that planning video we love. Yes, with Aaron. And there's the one guy who like loves the benches, Dave. Yeah. I, that is not me. I've never been like, let's, you know what? You guys want to just sit on this bench and chill out for a little bit? <laughs> like, we don't really do much of that. So are you like, the, are you like Luke, the kid who's like, let's go on all the roller coasters? No, you're not. Well, I don't really, I don't really love roller coasters. I do love rides though. And I love, you know, going in stores. Right. And... I feel like you're probably more like our friend Aaron Cahill then. Probably. Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, okay. So why did we pick this? Um, one, we're running out of ideas. No, that's not true. The, uh. <laughs> I, I, I found that in Walt Disney World, a lot of times, especially if you are traveling with someone in your party who is neurodivergent, loud noises can be triggering to something of a meltdown. So if you have a neurodivergent child or a person in your party, it's good to know where you can go to kind of get some peace and quiet. Uh, well, also, if you are traveling with someone neurodivergent, I recommend some, ear, some good earplugs or headphones that you'd be able to put, you know, give them if need be. Uh, but it's also a good idea to be like, hey, I know right around the corner there's this place that's kind of off the beaten path where we can sit and just kind of relax for a little bit and get some quiet time. And, you know, it's good to know that in the parks because the only other option for that would be like, what, go back to your resort? Right. Or like, you know, pay to sit down in a restaurant, which right. isn't necessarily what you're looking for. Now, we're also not including attractions on this list because, yes, like, you know, uh, the people mover is quiet. But it's right. you know that's an attraction. Uh, we can do a list someday of the top quiet, peaceful attractions. But I kind of wanted to talk more about like areas of the park, uh, like someone... Drew, Drew Carey sounds dangerously correct. Yes, right. um, which you know, and some of these are, you know, like restaurant seating areas. Mm-hmm. But you know, well, at least back in the day, you didn't have to actually buy something to sit in them. But now with 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 COVID restrictions and having the mobile order, you kind of have to sometimes. So, all right, let's get into. Let's start with the Hollywood Studios because there's really not the thing I discovered about Hollywood Studios while trying to find a quiet spot. There are not a lot of quiet spots in Hollywood Studios. I believe that. So, Hollywood Studios, what I feel is the best quiet spot. Now, this is kind of a go with me here. So, you know, as I said before during the news, I am a remote worker. Like I work remotely for my company. And so I can work from anywhere. So periodically I take my laptop and I go work at Disney World because it's like, okay, I'm going to work for two hours and then go ride Space Mountain or something like that. And then I'll come back and work again. It's really fun. And honestly, I wish I did it more. I typically try to do it like once a week or once every other week. But in Hollywood Studios, the place where I go, I get there nice and early and I go to Muppet Vision. But more specifically... Outside the Muppet Vision store, across from Pizza Rizzo, there are a series of tables and chairs with umbrellas. 
and that area in the morning is dead. And if Pizza Rizzo is not open, if it's one of those, like, because Pizza Rizzo is a seasonal restaurant, it'll be dead all day. Uh, but around lunchtime, it can get a little crowded because of people going to Pizza Rizzo. So I worked there on Thursday, and it was great. Like, I called it I called it my office because I was the only one there. Was, Who'd you call it your office to? Uh, my a friend of mine was in the park, so uh, he eventually came over and, and got me, and we rode Rise of the Resistance together. I thought, like, maybe when people were walking over, you were like, hey, 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 hey. knock before you come to my office. <laughs> this is an office. Thank you for respecting that. <laughs> No, uh, around lunchtime it got a little crowded. I ended up getting a meatball sandwich from Pizza Rizzo because I do enjoy their meatball sandwich. So the other place in Hollywood Studios that I found to be kind of quieter would be to get a table at the Baseline Tap House. Now you know me; I don't love the Baseline Tap House. Well, only because much like Mickey and Minnie's took away our beloved great movie ride. Yes, this took the- away the writer's stop. Correct. Which would have been like the number one quiet place in Walt Disney World for me because it had yes. the second most popular snack in all of Walt Disney World, the carrot cake cookie. Hands down. Hands down. As you know, voted by by the fans, you know, of the world. Uh, you know, it was a theme to writing. There were tables you could sit. There were couches. It was like it was like a little coffee shop right in the middle of Hollywood Studios. But now it's a bar with beer. So whatever. You know, there's a nice little outdoor seating area there. And it's a good place where you can, it could be a little quieter. It's not super quiet as it's kind of right on the path into Galaxy's Edge. And you are outside. And so so you, there is going to be some hustle and bustle. But again, Hollywood Studios is really not the ideal park for trying to get some quiet time. Right. It's really not, unfortunately. Over by Dinosaur Gertie, I think, also can kind of be quiet sometimes. depending on Yeah, the it's a big day. enough space. Yes. I've actually sat over there and like... Had popcorn and stuff, and like it is a big enough space. I see that you do it, quiet sometimes. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. I mean, like, and I don't know if this is on your list, but and and it's currently not open. So I mean, you know, take this for what it will. But I'm sure it will reopen. You know, Launch Bay is kind of quiet. The Star Wars Launch Bay. Yeah. I, I, I've never noticed it as as quiet before. Uh, it's big enough in there that if you are not online for Darth Vader, there's so many spaces that you can go and just like sit down. I even did it on my last trip because it was still open as a relaxation station. Oh, okay. Which is why it's closed now. I guess they're trying to figure out what to do with it while we're not having full blown meet and greets. I mean, but um, now that there Gal- are areas you can just go and sit down and chill out. Now that Galaxy's Edge is open, like I kind of hope they retake that space or something else. I agree with you, but if it's going to be Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge is going to be open, it's never going to be packed. Also true. Also true. But, you know, like Launch Bay was created to hold us over until Galaxy's Edge opened up. Right. All right. Animal Kingdom. You ready for this? Yep. The ultimate quiet place is in Animal Kingdom, and that's Rafiki's Planet Watch. Yes. (laughs) Right? Yes. <laughs> Rafiki's Planet where there's places to sit. It's huge. You can go to the petting zoo and just kind of like relax with the animals. Because sometimes people find animals to be calming. Um, go pet a goat. Not me. I'm not going to touch a goat, but you can. Bring a cane in there and they'll all flock to you. Uh, they even do, you ha- think, do you think Disney regrets Rafiki's Planet Watch? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all this real estate. Like, what, what else are you going to put there, right? And and no one goes there. I wouldn't say no one goes there, but not a lot of people go there, yeah. No. 
it is not a popular you can even go inside the the center there there's places to sit (coughs) places to sit there they even have those sound booths where you can do that sounds of the rainforest yeah Uh, i like that actually yeah it's nice and dark in there like that's a great place to like if you're if you have uh, a neurodivergent child who's having a meltdown those booths could be a good place to kind of calm down yeah even if you're not doing the the, the problem is Willow. if you're with a child who's having a meltdown you need to access the transportation to like i mean it is yeah not you kind of would already have to is. be there yeah you'd have to be there or you know you could plan your day around and just be like hey like this will be a good time for a break in that's the, perfect yes. in the quiet we'll we'll go over to repeat and the, the train ride is is nice because you get to see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff like you see where the elephants live and all that yep. stuff uh, all right, next on my list for Animal Kingdom, the seating area for Flame Tree Barbecue. Now, this is there this is there because it's it's so big. This seating area. It goes on and on and on and back and back and back. The scenery is beautiful. Even if there's a ton of people like in that first area, like right by the restaurant, if you keep going back, you'll find an area that's quiet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and I actually like it. It's you know, mostly shaded. And I actually, I really like eating back there. Mm-hmm. I also think that a, another great quiet location in Animal Kingdom is the bridge behind Pandora, depending on the time of day. So now, like, obviously there's the main route into Pandora, which is as you're coming along the Tree of Life, you, you make that left, and you go away by that big eggplant-looking thing. But you can also get in through Africa by by going along this big wooden bridge. I think it's a it, and typically it's not very heavily trafficked unless it's early in the morning and the queue for uh, flight of passage is is like all the way down the bridge. Last time I got on that, I got on it where they rope it off for Africa. Yeah, because I don't think they want you to be online for that. And it's still into Africa. I mean, that's how far yeah. back we were. Yeah. Wow. That. How long did you wait? Not long. Not even 20 minutes. Really? This is during pandemics. So everyone was really spaced out. Oh, huh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Oh, and the ride hadn't opened yet, I assume, right? Because... Right. Yeah. This was like first yeah. thing. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Uh, but I believe they have some benches built in to this bridge, if I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken on this. Do you remember seeing like places to sit? You know, when you said that, it sounds familiar, but I don't remember. Yeah, I can't, like, for the life of me, like, remember if they're there. But I know it's one of those bridges where it's, like, like the, the it's kind of, like, sloped on the top almost. So it's almost, like, created for leaning on. Right. I like that bridge a lot. And it's nice. It's got, you know, the water is nice there. I think sometimes the um, the character barges go by there as well. Not 100% sure. I know it goes by the area by Nomad Lounge, which, right. by the way, is worth mentioning, the Nomad Lounge. It, yes, you have to buy you have to buy stuff to go there. It's not cheap. It's attached to uh, that restaurant right there. What am I? I'm, why am I blanking on its name? The one that Joe Rody loves. Oh, Tiffin's? Tiffin's, yes. Have you eaten at Tiffin's? No, I want to. I, I like can't to sell well. that menu to like my family. None of them want to eat there. I have gone to the Nomad Lounge and have enjoyed the Nomad Lounge very much. Okay. And it is very quiet. All right, Epcot. We've got a lot more to talk about in Epcot. The first place I want to discuss is the Canada Pavilion. Always quiet. Always nice and peaceful. Sometimes they have uh, tables and chairs 
outside of Northwest Mercantile, they're not always there. It kind of depends on the day. Right. But if you continue up toward where the waterfall is, like that that like top platform up there, there's some benches and it's very quiet. <clears throat> I always said if I ever got if I ever did like a Disney fairy tale wedding, it would be there. By that waterfall really? in the canopy. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful and it's like created for that kind of thing. Have you ever like gone up there and just kind of yeah. like looked around? Of course. Yeah, it's, it's like, but a lot of people, like even if other people do come up there, they kind of look around. They're like, "What's up here? Nothing." Okay, let's leave. Right. Yeah. And no, they I know. leave, or they continue on toward uh, the Canada, O Canada, and Circle Vision, which I love with Eugene Levy, or Canada Far and Wide. I think it is now. Right. Something like that. Um, that sounds right. Yeah. Love that. The entire Canada Pavilion can be very, very peaceful. The music that they play is very calm and peaceful. I just very much enjoy it. You could even take a walk through the uh, Victoria Gardens right there outside of La Cellier. Beautiful garden. Perfect spot for a wedding. Perfect spot for a wedding or just take a drink and stroll through the flowers. <laughs> uh, also, the Morocco Pavilion, If as you go further back, I feel like a lot of people don't really explore the Morocco Pavilion. They like because the way the Morocco Pavilion is set up, they've got all these shops like right there on the main walking path, like, you know, where they've got that hidden Mickey with the plates and stuff like that and all that stuff. And the restaurants are also right there on the walking path, except for the, the one restaurant that's all the way back. But if you go all the way back, there's so much more Morocco Pavilion to explore and nobody goes back there. There's that room with all the tiles where you can just like sit and look at that fountain. That's a very quiet place. I think that is a great place for like if a meltdown hits in the middle of world showcase, that's a place to go because it's, it's quiet. It's shady. It's cool. Like it, you know, and and it gives you something to look at as well. Like the, the, the tile art in there is absolutely cool. I really like it. The France pavilion. Um, it's not super quiet by croak du glacier, but it is quieter. It's quieter, but it does get a little hustle bustle back there, but, you, there is seating all around. Yes. And if you go at the right time of day, you can kind of just sit and chill out for a little bit. Yep. And chill out with some ice cream, too. Yes. Which is, you know, always a big, a big major benefit. I have sat here and eaten the Croque du Glacier, um, which, by the way, the Croque du Glacier is an ice cream, like, you know, treat. It's not the name of the shop. It's just what I call right. it because I could never remember the name of that shop. But it's a warm brioche bun cut in half scoop of ice cream put on it with either raspberry or chocolate sauce and then they they put the other half on top and they press it in a in like a in like a sandwich press and you have a literal ice cream sandwich with the warm bun and the cold ice cream and it's just absolutely wonderful it is delish oh i like probably my favorite snack in epcot that not festival related also you got the uk pavilion that gazebo where british revolution plays or played before the pandemic that garden back there where they where the Winnie the Pooh meet and greet spot is as well. Uh nobody's ever back there. I I have I don't think I've ever gone back there. You've never gone back there? Well don't now they do that. now they've got the closest thing to a character meet and greet that there is in Walt Disney World right now back there. Cuz either Alice <coughs> or Mary Poppins will appear in the gazebo and you can actually like stand at the gate and like talk to them and take a picture and stuff like that. So That's it's cool. it's like the only character meet and greet left. But yeah, really not a lot of activity back there. Places to sit, nice flowers. 
it's behind all the shops, so you don't get a, like none of the shops really exit out into it, so you don't get a lot of through traffic. I mean, when British Revolution is playing back there, you're going to get some traffic because people are going to want to come listen to the awesome music right. that they play. I love British Revolution. The bridges in the Italy Pavilion. So now we're talking as you enter the Italy Pavilion, on your right is like the full pavilion where you can go back and look at the statues and go to Via Napoli and all that other stuff. To the left, you have a series of Venetian-style bridges that are kind of like by the gondolas. Nobody ever goes there. Hmm. Okay, that's a good one. No one ever goes over there. You just take a left. You can hang out on the bridges. There's usually a PhotoPass photographer like, like right at the beginning of that area. Uh, but also they have these big fountains that are kind of like over by the water. You could just like sit at the base of one and just like look at the water and just recollect yourself, meditate a little bit or whatever you got to do and then get back to your day. Or even just, you know, stop walking for a bit because your feet are bleeding and your shoes are filling up with blood and you have to, you know, empty them. But this took a dark turn. Yeah, it did. It really did. Like most fairy tales like from Germany, like Hansel and Gretel. But there is right. no place in the German pavilion to relax. There are benches along the World Showcase Lagoon that I guess you could stop at in the German the Germany Pavilion. Kind of like on the other side of where like that Snow White topiary usually is. Right. But for the most part, the Germany Pavilion itself is just kind of very hustle and bustle. Norway, there's an area behind the Kringla Bakery with a bunch with seating where you, like you could take whatever you bought at the Kringla Bakery and take it back there and eat. I really like this little area. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, it's like the covered area, right? Yeah. It's yeah. small. So if there are people there, it's not going to be super quiet because it is so small. But I very rarely see a lot of people there. Uh, then you've got the Katsura Grill in Japan. Have you eaten at the Katsura Grill? The no. food service location? Oh, see, nope. no, nobody has. Like, so few. Well, someone has. It's delicious, Pete. Like, it's really, really good. They yeah, have good, they have good noodles. They have good like rice bowls, and you go up these steps, and there's like this. It's like this hidden little air, this little oasis back there. There's a koi pond, and there's tables, and then like you just walk into the restaurant, order your food, and then eat it out there. Very peaceful, unless they're doing the drum show. Then it's not so peaceful because then it's <laughs> like boom, 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 boom. Then it's action packed. Yes, very action packed. I've also found, now I know we said we're not doing attractions, but I would put the Seas with Nemo and Friends in here because of the sea base. Sure. To me, sure. The, the sea base can be a very quiet, relaxing place. And some people find fish very relaxing. Yeah. Like I mean, I can remember even when the kids were little going in there and you know how the the windows looking at the fish kind of have like a, you can like sit down right there. Yes. And I can remember just doing that with the kids for a little bit, just to let them like cool off and chill yep. out a little bit. And you don't have to go on the ride in order to go in there. There is an of course where you would exit the sea base through the gift shop. You can also enter through there. So definitely a fun place to go and kind of take a load off and be in the air conditioning. This is one of the few places that has air conditioning that we're talking about. Yep. And just watch some dolphins, watch some fish, watch some manatees, learn a little something. It's it's a fun place. I enjoy the sea base very, very much. Now, the place where there's the most quiet locations is is probably the loudest park, the Magic Kingdom. I, I agree with you there. The first place I wanted to touch on is, and yes, it's in the middle of everything, but there's just something peaceful about it to me. And that's the hubgrass. 
You know me. You know I love a hubgrass. It's one of my favorite places in Walt Disney World. To just sit on the grass, look at the castle, have like a donut or corn dog nuggets or, you know, whatever it is you're having and just sit and enjoy the ambiance of Main Street. Yeah, can you get some shade on the hubgrass? Not really. I mean, depending mm, on the time of day, there might be some, but it's not a very shady location. I mean, you know, it's also it's not shady, but it also has no shade. Um, <coughs> throw in some shade right now. All right, number two, and I know this is one that you agree with me on, Pete. The second floor of the Columbia Harbor House. Yeah. Still closed, by the way. Yeah. Has not reopened yet. But that is my favorite quiet place to go when it looks like there's a storm brewing. That's a good idea. When the clouds are darkening overhead, I'm going to duck into Columbia Harbor House. I'm going to buy me some shrimp or some fish or some chicken nuggets. And I'm taking them to that top floor. I'm sitting by a window and I'm watching everyone get caught in the rain. <laughs> That's also slightly evil. I feel like there's like a dark tone to you saying that. Yep. I sit, like, up, I sit up there and watching all these people in the rain. And I'm like, like oh. your shrimp tastes so much better because you're up there. Mm-hmm. The shrimp there down there. Shrimp is often improved by the misery of others. <laughs> I sit up there watching these people run the rain. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they like pina coladas. <laughs> All right, so here's a big one, but it takes some doing to get to. And I know most people in our audience haven't actually even been to it, and that's Tom Sawyer Island. Right. Because, okay, so here's the thing with Tom Sawyer Island. Nobody goes there. Yeah, no. Very few people. And as long as you're not, like, on the Barrel Bridge, it's a very quiet place. They have seating. They have rocking chairs. It's just, I can't say enough good things about a place to go that's quiet. Again, not a place you can run to when it's quiet because you do have to take a watercraft to get there. That's true. Please, no one try and swim that. You're not, no. That, that is forbidden. That is for, that is forbidden. Um, but yeah, I love Tom Shore Island as a quiet location. Like, because some people need a break in their vacation, Pete. Like, they need to sit and read a book. They need to sit and collect themselves. It's it's not all. Not everyone can be all hustle and bustle and go go go. The far side of Big Thunder Mountain. Now I'm talking. Hmm. Yep. This was formerly a smoking area, so I didn't go there a lot because I didn't want to inhale the nicotine. But now that smoking is forbidden in the parks, this is now just a pretty open, quiet area where you can take a load off. And there's no foot traffic that comes through here because the only people coming through are people that are getting off the attraction and they're not stopping. You're right. They're just moving right along. It's also like, let's say you're not a roller coaster person, but your party wants to go, or you have to stay with a, with a smaller child who's not tall enough to ride Big Thunder. This is this is where you stay and you wait for your party. It's perfect. I love it. Uh, Center Street on Main Street. Have you ever sat there? Mm, sat there? No. I mean, I've gone down there, but I've never like, sat and chilled out. Yeah, I have sat and chilled out there, right underneath the uh, the dance studio. And it's nice. It's just really nice and chill. I mean, yes, the bustle of Main Street, you're not very far removed from it, but you, you kind of are at the same time, if that makes sense. It is weird. I can remember one time a PhotoPass photographer brought us over there to take pictures. Yeah. And I mean, probably because there were like much, much less people there. Yeah. So uh, now, I mean, I'm not going in any particular order here. <clears throat> just kind of going with like when I thought of them. The uh, area behind Yield Christmas Shop by that 
uh, gazebo where Jack and Sally are during Not So Scary usually. Yep. That can be a nice quiet area back there. It's, yeah, there is. And it's like got a little bit of space to it. So like you can kind of sit there. It's got space. Um, it's got shade too. And yes. it's also right adjacent to the, the spring roll cart. So you yep. can get some cheeseburger spring rolls and take them over there. And Especially then... because I feel like they don't use that gazebo for anything anymore. Not since characters went away because, I mean, Tiana, Mary Poppins greeted there for a while. Tiana and Naveen greeted there for a while. Uh, right now, they're not using it for anything, obviously. Right. But I wouldn't be shocked if characters came back there. I mean, it is kind of an ideal character spot. This one, I think not a lot of people know about. The second floor of Pinocchio Village House. Have you ever seen this? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get to it through the outside. You don't have to buy it. Like, well, right now with mobile ordering, you do have to buy something to get over to there. Right. But you can. I used to get the pot roast macaroni and cheese. And then go up to the second floor of Pinocchio Village House. Because it's it's, you know, it's smaller. It's more it's quainter. It's, you know. You still get the noise from Pinocchio Village House, but you're removed from it. And there's something. Yes. Yeah, like it almost seems like a white noise, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are probably like, these places aren't quiet. They're quieter. Like, there's probably not a place in Walt Disney World where it's going to be like dead silent. Right. So you got to take what you can get. Like, even if you just remove yourself from the noise once in a while, it works okay. And that brings me to my next one, the Rapunzel bathroom area. Now, the area by the restroom is pretty crazy, usually, because people are waiting for people to get out of the restroom. A lot of through traffic comes through going to Haunted Mansion. But they've got that area with the tables and chairs and the charging stations. And that can be a nice, quiet area. I work there sometimes. That's one of Also my convenient if you then have to use the bathroom. Yes, because the bathroom is right there. But right. then, of course, the second you get up off your table, you're going to lose your table. So That's true. You got to just hold it. I just hold it. I guess theoretically you could risk everything you own and leave it there. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna leave my my <laughs> my MacBook <laughs> sitting there. But yes, you are correct. The next area that I'd like to point out: the alleyway next to Pirates. This mm-hmm. is one of those. Uh oh, we're having a meltdown. We need to pull off into this area this alley next to pirates i am also surprised at how often the benches because you know the alleyway is right next to the bathrooms yes right it leads to them the benches um outside those bathrooms i'm shocked at how empty they are all the time all the time because i don't think people know those bathrooms are back there yeah you might be right you get some through traffic when the pirates uh adventure the jack sparrow thing is going on because there is a location back there for it right but for the most part, pretty quiet, pretty pretty low key. How about the area next to Gaston's Tavern by the bathrooms there? True. Pretty off the beaten path. Yeah. The, now, when Gaston used to meet and greet in that location, that wasn't the case. But now they built like it's funny they built like a meet and greet location for Gaston like on the other side of Gaston's Tavern, like over by where like Maurice's popping machine is on the other side of the gift shop, and, right. then, and then COVID happened. So I think he was only there for a couple months. But it's still there. But that area back there, I mean, there are boxes you can sit on and stuff like that. It's it's a nice, quiet location. Especially if you get yourself a cinnamon roll from Gaston's Tavern. You know, inside Gaston's Tavern, also pretty quiet, usually, I found. Okay. 
I, I, I've never really seen it crowded in there. I've never had a problem getting a table at Gaslin's Tavern. I'm sure there are people that have, but I have not. Storybook Circus. Uh, they have a recharging area. It's like a, an area where you can like sit and recharge your devices. It's and ba- yourself. Yes. It's back by the bathrooms. Um, on between the bathrooms and Pete's silly sideshow, it's like where the the seven dwarves sometimes will meet during the parties and stuff like that. I love that area. It is a really nice area to just stop and chill and talk and, you know, like you said, recharge yourself while you recharge your devices. It's another one of those okay, we can pull right off areas. Like if you know, like let's say if you're over by Dumbo. And you could tell that a meltdown is coming. You can very easily get over there. How about the area beside Space Mountain? By where those bathrooms are. Nobody's ever really over there. Yeah, I mean, last time I was there, it's funny. I sat there for a minute. um, And it was kind of crowded over there. But I guess it's, you know, time of day, time of season type thing. Yeah, you know, the um, on the other on the opposite end of Space Mountain. From where we're talking about, they also have tables with umbrellas right over there, which typically right. not that many people stop in there. Uh, over on the other side of the metal palm trees. And our last one for Magic Kingdom that I want to discuss is something that was like the ultimate quiet spot, and it's been gone for quite a while now, and I'm hoping it will event and I'm sure it will eventually come back, but I don't know in what form. Uh, that was the walkway from Storybook Circus to Tomorrowland. Right. Nice, nice walk next to the train tracks. Very quiet. The only people who were back there were smoking because it was a smoking location back then. But that's been closed off since they started construction on Tron, uh, which, you know, whenever that opens, you got to assume that walkway will be open again. However, it will probably not be as quiet because people will be using it to get to Tron. Right. Unless they don't know that you can get there through Storybook Circus. I don't know. And that's everything I've got. You got anything to add? No, those are all pretty good ones. You want to hear from what our friends around the world had to say about this? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Michael Bass says the back alleys of Morocco. Good one. Taylor Troyer says Magic Kingdom, the hub grass or the second floor of Columbia Harbor House. Epcot, the Mexico Pavilion Pyramid. I've never found the Mexico Pavilion Pyramid to be especially quiet. Me neither. I kind of found and it to be the opposite. No place to like really sit. Yeah, and ever since La Cava Tequila, the secret about that got out, like, because that used to be a place where you could just walk in, no problem. But like now, there's usually a massive wait and a massive line for it. Right. So, uh, he says DHS, the Backlot Express area, and Animal Kingdom. I'm always relaxed there, so I don't have to pick a spot. Kate Guzman says the benches in Animal Kingdom diagonal, diagonal from the Joffrey's kiosk. I'm trying to figure out where that is, but I don't know where it is. I'm trying to think of where there's a Joffrey's kiosk in Animal mm. Kingdom, uh, other than outside the park. Ryan Campbell says Rafiki's Planet Watch is usually peaceful, especially in the sound booths. The second floor of Columbia Harbor House when it's not dining hours, and the gardens outside Yakitori House in Japan. Um, or maybe Yakitori House is what I was thinking of when I said Katsura Grill. No, I think it is Katsura. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to, like pass myself off as an expert and i am messing up names <laughs> of everything that's the joy of our show we're yes. both fans yes. not experts. we're just fans not experts don't blame us uh jennifer day says i have four kids there are no quiet places i'm sure you get that pete brandon bong says no time for rest and relaxation i've got space mountain at 145 tony's town square lunch at 210 and jungle cruise at 211 that also makes sense 
Tracy Corner says, chilling on Sunset Boulevard or Baseline Tap House in Hollywood Studios. Alexandra Vecchiola says, the Tap House at Hollywood Studios for sure. Ashley Robinson says, the American Adventure equals nap time in the air conditioning. Maura May says, people mover. Uh, Rowan Neumeister says, anywhere is quiet when you've got noise-reducing earplugs. Rick Reagan says, at the end of Center Street off Main Street at Magic Kingdom. Marissa Haycock says, the baby care center only catches you have to have a baby, but they're really cool, quiet, and relaxing. Eric Matson says, Magic Kingdom, the tables by Mary Poppins meet and greet slash yield Christmas shop. Stephen Chinichi says, the seating area by World Showcase Lagoon behind Yorkshire County Fish Shop. That's a good one. Laura Ferguson says, Tom Sawyer Island. I'd also like to add the that there's like that little area that's usually rented out for weddings and stuff between France and uh, the UK. Right. Kevin Beacom says, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, especially at night, almost your own private balcony overlooking the Magic Kingdom. Kathleen Grove says, Tudo Gusto Wine Cellar in Epcot and Baseline Tap House and Studios. And on the off chance they're not quiet, at least there's good wine. Donna Michelli says, I've never tried the rest thing. Cheryl Pavia says, Nomad Lounge outside the terrace toward the back. I've sat there with a pressed pot of coffee, my laptop, and worked. Super relaxing, easy place to focus. When my work is done, I order myself a cocktail. Christopher Karn says, Katsura Grill outside seating area in Epcot Japan Pavilion. I knew I was right that that's what that was called. Okay. Eddie, Eddie Santabria says, I took the best nap in that hall behind Club Cool, so I'm going to go with that. Jen Welsh says, on Tom Sawyer Island, there are rocking chairs all along the path, or there were pre-COVID. We took our lunch with us and ate in the shade, watching and waving to everyone on Big Thunder. It was quiet, shady, and fun, too. Uh, Jim Mystician says, Animal Kingdom, Flame Tree Barbecue seating all the way to the end. Great view and generally quiet. Corey Goldstein says, Epcot, Japan. I call it the relaxation room. Uh, Jordan White says, Carousel of Progress for a great power nap. Lucy Tatum Austin says, I agree about Flame Tree Barbecue seating. Also, the charging station near Dumbo Pete Silly Sideshow is a great place to get out of the crowds. Brenda Gay Sullivan says, The People Mover. My kids used to nap on that ride while we keep going around and around. I think my record was eight trips before I decided I couldn't sit in those seats anymore. Craig McFarland said, Side Street of Main Street USA underneath the tap lessons. And J.D. Burnett says, Tomorrowland Trans- Transit Authority People Mover. Always a nice, relaxing ride. A great break in the day. So there you go. It's funny. I, I fancy myself like I don't really take too many breaks. And we're always kind of like going and planned. And But as you're talking about these, like I've sat at so many of them. I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess you just naturally take even just quick breaks right. during your day. Right. Well, that's everything for this week, man. There you go. Nice, relaxing episode of Two Men in the Mouse. Not a lot of news. A nice, relaxing e-ticket. I want to point out that it was I wanted to whisper this whole e-ticket. You did. I thought it would be a little too NPR for our listeners. And so. Kevin refused. Yes, so I'm the one that refused. You know, um, probably yeah. for the best, he refused. Subscribe to my ASMR channel. No, I don't actually have one. Um, but the... Um, yeah, I was a fan of this topic because this is a very important thing, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, you know it is. And it's... Even though it's a lot of times we were kind of scrambling too to like try and find the place, yeah. you know, and they're not always just like super close. So oh, totally. it's kind of good to know. Totally. All right. Uh, well, if there's anything else, uh, that's going to do it for Too Many in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you guys again next week with another great episode. And if you love our buddy Peter Mantle, check him out at Rogue Comics. 
at 105 Northview Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Uh, if you're going on a trip to Walt Disney World or Universal Orlando or any Disney or Universal Orlando property, talk to Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. And if you're going to be renting a Cribber Stroller on that trip, check out KingdomStrollers.com. We'll rent you the Cribber Stroller of your dream and deliver it right to your Disney resort. And of course, for me, folks, the Morty Monster YouTube channel, which can be found at YouTube.com slash Morty Monster. Also, um, keep in mind the um, Ross and Andy series, my books, all on Amazon.com in paperback. Um, audiobook and Kindle book formats. Also, Winter's All Noir, Birth of the Dark Angel, also in all of those formats. All right, well, that does it for this week, Pete. Any closing words? No, let's do it again next all week, Kevin. Right, let's do it again. Please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives, and we will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.